Hey, hello, what's up, and welcome into this week's episode of the Geek Garage Podcast. I am Ted, joined as always by the guy who created this show for better or worse, David. Say hello, David. <laughs> hello! How's everyone doing? Um, It's like a million fucking degrees. I feel like I've died. And this is yeah. hell. Yeah, so we we live in what little Nikki calls the deep south, and uh, we uh, it's it's hot as fucking balls right now. Um, uh, and and we're both drenched in sweat, but thinking uh, the sweet Jeebus that our AC still works, um, or else we would like be literally on fire. So yeah, everybody argues about what mankind's greatest accomplishment is, uh, and a lot of people are like, oh, we put people in space. That's cool. Uh, but you know what's cooler is fucking air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, l- both literally, literally and, and figuratively, and, right? And, yeah, and with slang. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I I would say either AC um, or just HVAC in general, uh, yes, or both or, the, or indoor just plumbing, total, total package. Yeah, like if we could just wrap like HVAC and indoor plumbing into one like utility aspect, like I would mm-hmm. say that is mankind's greatest invention. Yeah. It's but anyways, um, uh, yeah. Be- so, believe it or not, we're not here to talk about um, indoor air conditioning. I, I could sing the praises of air conditioning until the cows come home. Yeah, uh, well, but okay. we won't. Uh, we are actually here. Uh, this is episode number one thirteen, and on this episode, we have gathered to uh, discuss an excellent, excellent film uh, mm-hmm. in a mostly excellent franchise. Yeah, uh, and that is Aliens, which is celebrating thirty five years. Uh, a birthday, mm-hmm. as it were, an anniversary of its release. We missed the anniversary itself. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna love we it with did. you, people. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, when when you celebrate an anniversary as big as 35, you, you kind of. I feel like there's a little bit of grace period, right? Like it can yeah. almost be like a year long celebration. I mean, it's not like we're married to aliens. You know what I mean? Right. I, yeah. I could I could understand that like if if, if I were married to the feature film aliens. <laughs> yeah, what if like and I Z- forgot their anniversary, I'd be like, Okay, all right, fair. But yeah, what if not. a xenomorph just comes down and it's like, Hey, I I heard you forgot it was Teddy, what have you done for me lately? I like to eat you with my mouth. I like to eat you with my little mouth too. Oh no, you get back in there, little mouth. I'm gonna get you from a little num. Ugh, but uh Jesus Christ. Any, anyways um, anyway moving right along uh yeah yeah james cameron's 1986 film aliens david yes are you excited uh i am super pumped um i uh i did rewatch one and two uh to mm. uh to prepare because it had admittedly it had been a while since i i watched any movie in this franchise especially movies one and two so i wanted it to be fresh and so um i i banged those out last night and uh yeah so i'm i'm good to go for this episode uh ted i know i know you're pumped um Mm -hmm. before we get into the nitty-gritty um of course thank you to all of our current subscribers And uh, brand new subscribers, if you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for uh, deciding to give us a shot. And uh, hopefully this will be an excellent first episode for you. Uh, We will do our best to not suck the big one, but no promises. Um, (laughs) We we normally do a Facebook poll uh, at the top 
and uh, this episode is no exception. Um, we did, uh, of course, we polled our listeners in the Facebook group, uh, letting them know that we were doing an episode on aliens this week, and we just straight up asked, what is your favorite? Uh, we did give them the option to pick more than one, so if they wanted to um, choose one uh, or, or a couple that uh, from the list that they really liked, I, I didn't really feel like restricting them to only doing one you know what i mean i, I don't know i, I was feeling fact, I, do. I was feeling giving but not that giving because i took away their ability to add uh options because that's starting to get a little out of control um you know yeah it, you will not return that right or i'm sorry you will not have that right return to you listeners <laughs> that's we're done all right yeah um i, I forget what the one of the more recent polls was uh what was it the starburst or uh was it the starburst poll where i asked uh what's your favorite starburst and people said or like someone added uh, like what uh who are you monsters that are saying yellow is the best and i'm like that is not a choice nope nope not <laughs> um but yeah that conversation is over um the conversation that has not started is um well this poll this discussion one. This one. yeah um very good uh so i basically just listed all the alien uh franchise movies in chronological order um i'll go ahead and say that alien 3 through everything else uh which is alien covenants the most recent re- recently released film uh got uh no votes. Um, granted, this was not a highly voted on um, poll, which was, uh, I'll be blunt, pretty surprising. I, I thought we were going to get at least upwards of like 20 votes on this uh, poll because um, we have a lot of horror and sci-fi fans um, and listeners uh, in the group, especially. So I thought it was going to get a lot more votes. Uh, but Aliens... Uh, the topic we are, or the movie we are covering today got the most votes. And then in second place was alien, the original. Um, I know Ted probably has some thoughts on that. Uh, Honestly, man, it's kinda, tough. It's yeah. tough because I, they're both so good and so different in what they mm-hmm. strive to be that yeah. it's like, it's tough for me to say, Oh, aliens is the clearly superior film or alien is the clearly superior film. It just depends on what kind of movie I want to watch. Right? right. If I want to watch a sci-fi horror movie, or if I'm feeling that way that day, alien. Mm-hmm. But if I want to watch something a little more, you know, shoot them in the face, rah, rah, gung ho. Aliens. Right. right. Yeah. So it's, uh, there's not really a wrong answer, I think, is what I'm getting at here. Yeah, uh, mm. I, I think that's, um, that's accurate. Um, Mac, our, our friends of the podcast. Hey, friend of the uh, show, friend re- IRL. Repeat, uh, repeat guest, of course. Um, let's see. He said, it's unfair to start this franchise with four perfect movies and then expect the third one to live up to that. You heard me. And mm. I would... I was like, I think I follow that logic. So I think he, what he's saying is that the third one doesn't count or 
uh, what what's the fourth one in the franchise? Alien uh, Resurrection. Yeah, Resurrection. Um, <clears throat> he, I guess maybe he's being cheeky and counting that as the third one. Uh, I don't know why, because it's worse than Alien Three. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Mac has. Uh, he's an the, enigma. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's an he, enigma. He, yeah, he has bizarre movie taste, just like all of us. Uh, we're all bizarre in in this uh, yeah. movie oh, tasting oh, world. Mac, um, but yeah, that's um. Let's see, did did I miss anything with the the poll? I, I think I covered everything. You know, basically the only thing that was yeah. voted on was Alien and Aliens. Yeah, um, I mean those are the two like that everybody. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say. Uh, um, I am an apologist for both Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I think they're both great. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of rumors swirling that there's supposed to be a third one in that little uh, follow-up to those two. Sure. And people are like, oh, I'm very tired of this. And I'm like, shut the fuck up forever. <laughs> Number one. Because um, it's going to be good, right? Obviously, it's not going to be as good as Alien or Aliens, but it's going to be good. I mean, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. these are fucking professionals here. But anyway. Right. Uh, Anything else to cover before we get into the discussion on the film itself, David? Uh, I think it's safe to go ahead and jump into this bitch. All right, well, let us get the party uh, started. Let's do that. Yeah. So, um, before we we get into, I uh, do we want to do um, like general thoughts and feelings, or do we kind of just want to do like a freewheeling discussion? Because I do have a couple of topics and talking points that i i kind of came up with that isn't our general like okay let's first hit our like general thoughts and feelings and then go into a deeper dive i'm Um, I'm open for whatever man okay well one of the first things that i wrote down was why the sequel got passed down to james cameron um this is something that I, i don't know uh obviously i am aware that ridley scott directed the first one and then James Cameron got the sequel, but I don't know the story behind that. Ted, would you happen to know the story uh, as to why it got passed to James Cameron? Um, I'm trying to think of the time. My guess would probably be because of Terminator. Okay. Um, and I want to say, didn't wasn't James Cameron like a second unit director or like? a part of the crew of alien. I can't remember for sure. Uh, could have been David. Uh, it was like a hundred degrees today. My brain is Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was mostly curious about why Ridley Scott didn't direct the sequel and why it ended up getting passed to James Cameron. So I, I was kind of curious more about that aspect. Like, you know, since I, I mean, obviously the first one, did fairly well they decided to make a sequel granted the sequel came what like eight years after uh or like seven years after the first one um Uh, it was a fairly sized gap uh so first one came out in 79 and then Mm -hmm. 86 was when uh so seven years um which you know it is a pretty decent gap in between uh an original and a and a sequel um but yeah that's that is something that i'm very interested in uh it, it's just why it it got passed to cameron but it is like i i thought however why ever 
it happens. Yeah, um, I actually I just looked it up. Um, okay, and uh, the reason for the delay was because of lawsuits and a lack of enthusiasm from 20th Century Fox. You're doing great, 20th Century Fox. You fucking idiots <laughs> in 1980. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then because of his scripts for the Terminator and Rambo first blood part two, James Cameron was hired to write the story. Um, and then he was given the, the director role based on his success for Terminator. That's, that's what I thought. That's hmm. that, that, that's what made sense. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, and I also didn't realize that, um, the, the actor that plays Kyle Reese was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Michael Bean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he was also one- in tombstone. Yeah, that's right. He's been in uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, but he, uh, uh, it, it was very like I surprised myself that I was able to spot him because I, I'm gonna go ahead and say that I probably have seen the first Terminator movie maybe one and a half times. Um, like I remember watching it all the way through, like maybe f- six or seven years ago, like for the first time. Uh, so I was kind of surprised that I was able to recognize the actor. Um, so I thought that was cool and cool that he, uh, he was kind of like, you know, I, I guess the guy equivalent of a final girl almost, uh, you know, he kind of made it almost to the very end. Uh, or, or did he make yeah, it? He, like, did he, he, he survive? Okay. He made it through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another thing that I didn't realize was the consistency of um, what do they call them? Like androids or AIs mm-hmm. or, or yeah, whatever. The androids. Yeah. Uh, like I remember, like, you know, Michael Fassbender, he was kind of like the, the big android and, um, and Prometheus was a co- and covenant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when I went back and rewatched one and two, I was like, huh, like this has been like a consistent thing, like throughout a lot of the movies or maybe Mm. all the movies. Um, so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, but yeah, like overall, uh, like I fucking love these movies. Uh, I am very excited to keep going in the franchise. Like I'm, I definitely plan on tonight, uh, going, uh, picking up at three, but, um, yeah, like I think one, uh, I mean, I know we're not, we're supposed to be talking about aliens today, but you know, alien, you know, it, it works so great as like a pure horror movie. And then with like a little bit of action, but like mm-hmm. aliens works so great as three movies. It just, it just cranks it up to 11. Yeah. And then rips the knob off. Like it's, it, it's like, it's a great action movie. It's a great sci-fi movie and it's a great horror movie. Um, and, I totally forgot how well it excels at all three of those until I rewatched it last night. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, and I think that it does something different works to its advantage uh, because it would be so easy for it to just be like, oh, Alien was scary. Let's do the same thing and just hit the same beats and it'll still be, you know, you would, you would, think it would still be successful just because people know what to expect but i'm glad they didn't because that would have been fucking boring like right i i think of it like the purge right the first movie while not good like that's a pretty interesting concept and there's some good stuff in it and now 12 purge movies later i'm just like i want (laughs) to i want to purge the people behind this fucking franchise (laughs) yeah i have not i've yet to watch a single 
Purge movie. I've been told that the first couple are pretty good, uh, but I just the concept behind them just doesn't really excite me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I've yeah, been I think I, I might have watched it on a flight or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of an odd movie to watch. Well, I, I, it probably wasn't like your in-flight movie, no. right? <laughs> no, I think I probably watched that in like a hotel room somewhere. Okay, yeah, I don't know why my mind went to like in-flight movie. Um, not like any of us poors can like afford to <laughs> fly an airline with an in-flight fucking movie anymore. But um, yeah, anyways, uh, so Ted, uh, you know, uh, you're you are definitely more well versed in this franchise than I am. So I'm curious to hear, uh, you know, a little bit more deep dive. Um, into your thoughts and feelings on um, the franchise and this movie in particular. Um, I'm definitely not the first person that has ever said this. Um, And, uh, you know, so I can't take credit for it, but to me, Ellen Ripley is like one of the best written characters ever. Oh yeah. Particularly if if you're, if you want, um, as is kind of du jour now, like if you want to be able to point to a, a well-written and strong female lead, Ellen Ripley is it, mm-hmm. right? I think there's a tendency in a lot of modern films to just, um, I can't remember who to credit the creation of this trope with, but like a lot of uh, quote unquote strong female characters now are basically like written as the uh like a man you're okay to want to fuck because Mm. they're all, they all have like very typically like, like all the toxic traits that they associate with masculinity, these women characters have, but they're women. So it's like strong and powerful. I I don't know. Right. Yeah. But like, they're also like as thin as fucking paper. Whereas you go and you look like at a character like Ripley, um, she's intelligent. She's like quote unquote street smart. Right. Yeah. As well as being like, book smart mm-hmm. um she's no nonsense she stands up for herself and what is um pragmatic let's say like this franchise stops five minutes in if they listen to her right, right. so so i think a lot of the credit goes to uh you know the, the script writers and, and and the character creators for ellen ripley and then sigourney weaver for playing her well right mm-hmm yeah um and and to me that's that's always the first thing i think of when i think of aliens is sigourney weaver as ellen ripley uh, which i mean obviously duh right um the creatures the xenomorphs are fucking horrifying Mm -hmm. uh not just in the sense of like in the first film where like you you know you don't you don't see them head on you know it's a very typical traditional styled horror movie where like the creature is out of focus for a lot of it. And then when you finally see it, it's like fucking horrifying. Right. Yeah. But just the design, um, the way HR Geiger and Ridley Scott sort of thought about it was like, if you think about it, the creature is basically like a manifestation of sexual assault and like playing on everyone's worst subconscious fears with that mm-hmm. um it like forcibly for, forcibly violates you with in, in in an orifice and then implants something in you 
right? Mm. Um, which is horrifying <laughs> to think about, <laughs> right? Like yeah. that's a very real fear. Um, and and then it's just like. I don't want to say like up to this point, all aliens had looked like little green men or like chubby dudes and, you know, jumpsuits or whatever, like 50s style B movies. But yeah, I, I can't think of a movie before this that the creature was this fucking horrifying. Yeah. I, uh, I, I can't out, outside of something like, like Dracula, or the wolf man, like something fairly established, like to be a new creature and to see it, it's like you're comparing it to like, you know, the aliens from like Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Or Star Trek. And like some of them are kind of scary, but they're mostly just kind of goofy, right? Right. And then you see this and it's like, what in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And and like, so the smaller non-queen xenomorphs, they, those were dudes in suits, right? Or, or do you know if any of it was puppeteering? I honestly don't know. Um, obviously I, I think the, um, like the face huggers and stuff would be, would be, um, puppets yeah. or what have you. But I think as far yeah. as the xenomorph, um, the, the bipedal xenomorph, I think that was a guy in a suit or a person in a suit. Yeah. Um, that, that was going to be my guess. Like it, it's, during most scenes, it looked like people in suits, like, mm. um, especially, uh, and I'll talk about my favorite scene here in a sec, but you know, anytime where you saw them, uh, well, I don't know, like, you know, there's the scenes, uh, the scene where they're like, you know, they, they're looking at the swarm on the mm. radar uh, of their device, whatever, whatever it was, was it their gun or something that they yeah. had like the, the radar on mm. and, you know, they're like, oh, they're only three meters away. They should be like right fucking here. And it turns out that they're in like the air vents or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he like pokes his head up there and you see like the swarm of them. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that shot looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And it looks amazing because, uh, you know, it's like, you know, probably dudes in suits. Yeah, it's, it's um, taking up three dimensional space. We've talked about this several yeah. times on the show, but like. Uh, practical effects done well always look better than even the best CGI because mm-hmm. um, like I, there's a part of your brain that just doesn't accept that CGI is there, right? Like you're yeah. just like, you're cognizant of the fact that it's fake. So when you see something, even if it's really like, I, I'm not going to shit on CGI. Like there's a lot of movies that I, that I like and think the effects are amazing on. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing the 2005 King Kong for the first time and just being like, this is it. Nothing's ever going to look better than this in terms of CGI. Yeah. And like, it looks awesome still. Right. It holds up like 15 years later, but mm-hmm. compare that to something like, that's a bad example, but um, compare how good that looks. And then like, look at a movie, like you said, like aliens where there's just like, and your brain is like, it recognizes that, that there's take that they're taking a three dimensional space. And to me, that's scarier because it's like, Oh, that's not just something on a screen. Like that's real shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like, yeah. Just like you said, it, it kind of registers in your brain as more of almost more of a threat. Right. Like, right. like it, it, because it looks real, like it, it, it helps with like, putting you in that moment in, mm-hmm. in that person's shoes and you feel the threat of 
like, holy shit, I'm probably going to die. <laughs> right. I, I, I like that scene you referenced as well, because it goes from like, obviously the creatures and the vents in Alien. Mm-hmm. And it's presented as like the horror trope where like less is more and you don't see it as much. Whereas in this, it, it completely goes 180 and you see a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's still effective because um, you're in the first one, you're like, oh my God, one is scary, right? One just mm-hmm. completely fucking decimates the crew of the Nostromo. Yeah. And then you get to the second one and it's like, oh fuck, there's like <laughs> thousands of them. Yeah. And it's like even scarier despite the movie being more action oriented. Like we said, like Mm -hmm. it's still really effective as a horror because it's like, fuck, it's like a thousand times as scary because there's a thousand of them. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, while it leans into the action because they're like, they're fighting for their lives and they have all these, like it's the military. So they have all these weapons and shit. Like it's still scary because it's still hopeless. Right. Yeah. Like the threat is compounded. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you have the added pressure of Paul Reiser's fucking ass of right. <laughs> <laughs> just being like, you know, I'm here to do my thing and, you know, uh, and I'm going to fuck everyone else over. <laughs> like, I totally forgot about that little, little side thing in, in the plot whenever, you know, she wakes up um, in that room in the, in the I, I don't know if it was a containment lab or whatever, but. You know, and the door is locked and she's like trying to get everyone's attention. Like, hey, we're locked in here. And he like flips the camera off. And I was like, oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, so, you know, there's that scene where they all come down from the vent and, you know, they're just going ape shit, trying to, you know, knock them all out. So there's that scene. And then uh, probably my favorite scene is when. Uh, you know, I, I think it's when Ripley goes back for Newt, <clears throat> finds her, um, gets her out of the uh, you know, the webbing or the oopy goopiness that she's trapped in. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to like slowly find a way to escape without like trying to get uh, or trying to rouse anyone's attention. And like the camera does this perfect job of like following her line of sight how she's like following one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And slowly over the course of like what felt like two minutes, you realize what she's looking at is the queen like laying the eggs and like that holy shit moment that like, I totally forgot about what in this movie I was like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) like just the massive size and scale and scope of the queen next to Ripley um, and Newt. Like you can uh, understand, like, I mean, you know, there's, they don't need to tell you there. there, No exposition is needed right now. Um, You know, that this is, you know, the queen and Mm. um, they're in some shit (laughs) and, uh, it becomes this mo- like when when she wakes up and realizes what's going on <clears throat> that she she has a weapon. Um, it I felt this moment of like mother against mother, and it's like, hey, I'm not gonna fuck with your kind if you don't fuck with me and mine. Mm-hmm. Like, and you get that sense as she's like backing out of the room, 
And then then just like last minute, she's like, you know what? Fuck this. Or like, let let her go, you bitch. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I don't know exactly what that turning, uh, what that, what spurned that turning moment um, in in her mind where she just decided to torture any, everything anyways. Maybe uh, my guess was like, um, she thought that that was the only way to ensure they got out safely was to just go ahead and torch everything. Or maybe she thought that the queen was going to, you know, send her little minions after her mm. anyways. I don't, maybe you have a, Ted, you have a better idea than me, but um, uh, just to destroy them. Yeah. Yeah. You know. um, I'm sorry. It's, it's actually, it's get away from her. You bitch. And so I misspoke earlier, but um, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh it's a fucking great movie. I mean, that's really yeah. what it boils down to. My my favorite part um, is uh, is Bill Paxton's iconic line where they're just like freaking game over, man, game <laughs> over. That's yeah. like just yeah. How do you top that? And rest, yeah. rest in peace to Bill Paxton. Yeah, R.I.P. Buddy. Use a real one, as we like to say. Indeed. Um, but yeah, um, let's see. Um, I kind of, you know, like I said, I only had a few talking points highlighted. Um, I'm trying to think of it. There's anything else in this movie. I mean, you know, this movie's been around, uh, obviously, for 35 years now. And so there's very little new to be said about uh, this movie, which is a, a frequent thing <laughs> with... <laughs> with us ted is whenever we do these retrospectives on these you know classic uh, movies that have been out for a while is uh everything has kind of already been said but you know i feel like at the same time you just can't say enough about these movies uh and this franchise it's just so fucking iconic you either like it or you're wrong that's what it boils down to pretty much yeah um, but yeah, like I said, I, I am excited to watch, uh, keep watching the other movies in the franchise watch for the first time. Um, so let's see next one, uh, of course is alien three that I'll be watching this evening. Um, and I, I didn't know until recently that it was directed by David Fincher. Um, yeah. And he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking hates it. Although to be fair to him, that's, that's because of studio interference. Um, um Yeah that yeah that so he, yeah he, he's not happy with the finished project or product but that's not the, you know uh i i can understand why it's, if it's not his vision he hates it but i i it's, it's all right i mean it yeah. could be fucking worse you know right um but yeah um and i'm like i don't think i've seen uh so i haven't seen alien resurrection either it's bad uh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Um, and and then Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I haven't. I've only seen those two once, and both were in theaters actually. Uh, so I'm excited to revisit those two as well. Um. So um, yeah. I don't know, Ted. I, I know that was a a little short and sweet little recap on aliens uh do you have any additional thoughts that you'd like to to add um no man i think you nailed it when you said it 
this is in a kind of category where it's like you either like the movie or you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, just what, what else needs to be said? Yeah. I mean, just like just once again, props to whoever, uh, all the people that had a hand in the, the practical effects in this, like when the, the xenomorphs like open their mouth and like all the slime and drool like comes out, just all the oopy goopiness uh, in this movie is so fantastic. <laughs> like it, it's so gross and so great. Um, I, I love it all. Um, it's, it's so wonderful. Um, but uh, yeah, Ted, you, uh, you want to do our shit that does not suck segment? Yes. Let us, uh, let us do that. Shit that doesn't suck. You know what? I'm going to switch things up uh, a little bit uh, this week. Um, I, uh, so my wife, she just, uh, for some unknown reason, uh, we already have a switch light, but I guess she just wanted a regular switch and there happened to be one at the store the other day. So she grabbed one and she grabbed Mario Kart. Uh, the, I guess it's Mario Kart eight. Maybe mm-hmm. it, it's, it's the most recent one. Um, and you know, I, at first I was like, we already have a switch, but then again, I I was like, well, now we get to play on like the big TV and she bought enough controllers for her, me and Charlie to play. And Holy shit. Like it's, it's bringing me back, man. to like when I would play video games as a kid with my dad uh, uh, or my mom, like, um, so now getting to play like these classic Mario games with, with Charlie and like just as a family, like multiplayer gaming, like it's, I don't know. It's pretty indescribable. It's a a great feeling. It's super fun. And you know, it doesn't have to be competitive. You know, you're just playing for the fun of it. And I don't know. It's, it's a great time. So yeah, that's, that's my shit. That doesn't suck is the, uh, the newest um, Mario Kart game. Right on. Yeah, we um, I played the um, some friends, some friends of ours. Uh, my my girlfriend have a Switch, and we we were over there one day and played it, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I'd, I'd like to get one for us. Um, I'm just kind of waiting to see uh, if maybe there's like a a Black Friday sale or something, and yeah. I can order or like a um, some kind of sale. I can order it online, so I don't have to go and deal with all you mouth breathing <laughs> Black Friday people. <laughs> Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's going to be a tricky one this yeah. this holiday season with the Delta variant and all that. Uh, yeah. I'm not exactly sure. We'll be, we'll be to the next Greek letter at that point. But <laughs> um, yeah. So my show that doesn't suck. Uh, I had never watched this series all the way through. I, I caught a few episodes here and there, and like it was, I was like kind of growing up and in, 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 as a, uh, a teenager when the show was like at its peak, and that's The Sopranos. Um. But, uh, you know, my girlfriend and I had been looking for something new to, to watch, um, you know, like to eat dinner or whatever, just to relax. And uh, we picked this 
And man, it's it's really fucking good. Obviously, I mean, yeah, you know, won all the goddamn awards, and it's like a a touchstone of the last twenty five years. But mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's really good. I love like mob shit and mafioso shit. So it's like yeah. right in my alley. And I was kind of worried that uh, she wouldn't like it as much, but she's all in on it. <laughs> that, <laughs> and, that's and, a and plus. That, yeah, that's definitely a plus. And it makes me it, it makes me laugh because like she's. <laughs> like every time like tony soprano is an anti-hero right you're not mm-hmm. supposed to root for him right and uh she's just like he's the best carmela sucks i hate all these people <laughs> like she's full on like she's in uh you know so it's it's great i love her uh but yeah you know it's uh it's a lot of fun i like the show a lot and, and it's good to actually see like uh, you know through it through how it progresses and like have some context or some of like the famous quotes or, or scenes right. about it where like I maybe was like, okay, I know that this is a Sopranos, but I don't really know like what led up to this. Um, it also just amuses me that Steven Van Zandt from the E Street Band is like Sil- Silvio Dante's like Tony Soprano's <laughs> right hand man. I'm like, you're the motherfucker from the E Street Band. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this, uh, this show is great. I, I feel like at some point in time, I'll probably go and revisit it. Uh, mm. Maybe in, in preparation for the movie. Cause I, I saw the trailer yeah. for the movie and the movie actually looks pretty damn good. Yeah. That comes out in October, I think. So we're trying yeah. to, um, trying to get it all watched by then. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the longest show ever. No, I, I it's think like six, 67 episodes or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's I only think... like six seasons, mm-hmm. but there's like six very strong seasons. Right. Um, yeah kind of kind of like breaking bad was strong from start to finish um yeah it's i don't remember there being a a point in the series where i was like all right like let's you know like hbo i feel like is is kind of known for their like their power hitters where they they go for quality over quantity like they Mm -hmm. hbo is or uh, uh, game of thrones is kind of like an outlier where they did like eight seasons that that was more (laughs) But like, I, I mean, it's, it's HBO, game of, but... you know, is game of Thrones, you know, based off of a book series, which is quite mm-hmm. lengthy and is still going. Um, and it'll probably, it will never, ha- it will never finish. It, it, I hate probably... to break it to all you people, but no, George R. R. Martin is never going to finish those books. <laughs> no, it, it'll have to be just like, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo series. It'll probably have to be picked up by either another mm. author or ghostwriter or something. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's cool. It's always nice to find those those shows or those movies uh, where both you and your significant other have not seen it um, mm-hmm. any episodes or just haven't watched it all the way through, and you both enjoy it. Like I, I feel like those are they can be hard to come by. Uh, yeah, I, definitely. I mean um i don't want to get too into the weeds here but like you know especially when you have differing tastes with things right like um there's stuff that she watches that i'm just like shoot me in the face i don't (laughs) care um and i mean there's stuff that i'm into and she's just like are you 12 like (laughs) you know um yeah so i mean but but i agree 100 it's it's always great when you can find something that you both really enjoy Mm -hmm. um you know you enjoy 
you know, movies and shows, and it's equally exciting when you can enjoy it with someone that you love. Um, And, you know, just like you said, you know, that that's, that's the, the great and interesting thing about having a relationship is like, you're not always going to like the same shit. Um, Right. You know, you, you have your taste, they have their taste. um, But every once in a while, like, you know, you'll both find something that you really like and it just ends up, you know, like something that you can like talk about. And I don't know. It's just one of those things that I find really cool and interesting. So, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was our episode on aliens. Uh, Like I said, it's, um, I know it was a little short and sweet, but we're both tired and we actually decided to record this super early in the evening instead of like after hours uh because because yeah. um, some of us get up at five in the morning to do the, to do the jobs so. yeah um <laughs> i am not one of those people but uh, i have kids so it, i feel like that's at least as bad as waking up at five in the morning probably worse. Uh, it, it it is at least the same <laughs> um, all right but well, yeah yeah, you know where to find us. I'm not doing that today. We're, just, <laughs> we're done. You know where to find us. Do the cheesecake thing. Goodbye. Yeah, be kind, <laughs> stay geeky, eat lots of cheesecake. Bye, everyone. Oh, fuck.